about more than just research. It's about community too, right? See you in the community. What's going on this weekend? The last time we met, we talked to. Well, last time I talked to the people from downtown. What was the last movie you went to, Miguel? What's new? Miguel, what's new in the community? Have you gotten any feedback about the Twitter feed? First of all, for the people who contact us on Twitter, about a certain research, can you tell me more? Well, depends who you talk. If you talk to the people from the board, why did the yogurt go to the art museum? Did you see in the news to get more culture? Hi, welcome to another episode of the Community Board Podcast with your host, Miguel Valdez, and I'm here today with my friend, Shane. How you doing, Miguel? Good. How's your, how's your day going? Oh, it's going pretty well. Going pretty well. So you went to work today? I did go to work today. I did uh, case up some of the mail, and I delivered a part of my route. Yeah. So for everybody who's listening, Shane is a mailman, and a mailman who's been walking probably how many times do you think you have gone around the world with all the walking you have done over how many years have you been doing the mail i've been uh delivering delivering the mail probably 20 well maybe 22 of my 28 years i spent some time in management and i spent some time working the overnight shifts as i worked my way up uh, so those were indoor jobs, which I did not like as much as walking. I really liked being outside. I do like being outside, I should say. Okay. So how many times around the world? Well. Uh, <laughs> oh, you think coast to coast for sure? Maybe, yeah. You know, it's uh, I have a pretty long route, uh, and yeah, yeah, I'm going. I don't know if it's that far, but it's plenty every day. Good. So what is the most, uh, I don't want to say freaky, yeah, the freakiest things you have ever experienced um, with customers, or, or no necessarily with customers within your delivery route. You know, or well, what have you seen? I'm, you know I'm what, sure you know what scares me most than anything? Stairs. Different kinds of stairs. There's sometimes, there's places where they have stairs, you have to take the mail up the steps to deliver a uh, certified letter or something, and there are some stairs <laughs> in different places that are scary. And when you deliver those, people have to sign? Or? They have to sign for certifieds or registers or certain other things like that. And you have to go to the door, which means you have to go up the stairs. And there are some stairs that are just, you don't want to go up them. Like an apartment it, complex? Yeah, I mean. or, you know, yeah. some of the older houses that are broken into maybe three different deliveries, oh, you know. You. So it's a apartment one, apartment two, apartment three. Well, apartment three, you have to go up this long set of uh stairs and it's usually a wooden and it's rickety and you're like oh man no uh, light in the hallway well yeah <laughs> you know and then if it's in the winter of course it's even worse because there might be ice and snow and then technically i can not go up there if it's not safe but in the summer i have to go up there do you guys leave notes for people who absolutely the absolutely we they're st- called we call them salmon slips but they're a little um the thing it's about three inches by two inches and we write the information down and it will have a tracking number on it and people can look it up online through the post office website for so, them to yeah for them to see where the package is and okay. maybe have it redelivered or no i mean do you leave notes for somebody who hasn't cleaned up the snow oh or well, how, uh, who sent that you know the thing is we're not supposed to deliver, and then they would have to come to the post office. Oh, so they start it. wondering. Uh, yeah, they'll wonder why didn't I get mail. I mean, we usually try the first time, yeah. and 
I've been on my same route for 13 years. I basically know my customers, and my customers uh, treat me very well. You know, they'll shovel paths in their dry or in their yard for me, so I'm not always walking through the deep snow. They'll make okay. a path for me. Not everybody, but I would say 85% of the people, um, they do because I try really hard to deliver the mail at a consistent time every day for them, and a lot of them think if they help me, that's when they get their mail. They'll it's more consistent that way, and it's kind of like we're one big group working for the same idea, you know? Yeah. People like the consistency, and they'll help you. Have you been in attack by a by a cat? Not by a cat, but I have been bitten <laughs> by dogs. Um, not in a Roosters. long time. Uh, no. Now, I've seen some cats that have been in the windows, and uh, I know that there was one time when I was delivering in Rochester where they had a card written up that said, uh, be careful of the cat. <laughs> It will attack you. But more likely is if you're at a house and there's dogs inside and you have one of the slots in the door in the house, oh, yeah. you put that mail in there. They will grab it immediately and yank it off so wow. you don't put your fingers in there. You know, and they they know when you're coming. Yeah, yeah I got a note once from uh, the mailman because my dog used to be outside and, and yeah, she's like a cartoon dog. She hates cats and she hates mailmen. Mm-hmm, The guy's nice and everything, but she just doesn't like him. Well, and we do have rules that you do not take a chance with a dog because we would get in trouble, and so would the uh, the people who own the dog. Uh, being bit is... So you just... Yes, if we see a dog out and... Uh, leave a we, note too. We'll leave a note, or actually, you know, we may not deliver for a few houses if the dog is out and roaming. Oh, loose. We have yeah. to make sure that we're safe. Um, and, you know, some issues are worse than others. I don't have that problem on my route because I have a good relationship with almost all my customers. Now, there are different people. Now, say if I'm not doing the route and I have a sub and they're not there at the same time, that can cause more issues because people know that, hey, the mail comes at one o'clock. That's when I don't put the dog out or, you know, I, yeah. at least I don't put the dog out front of the house. You know, and I, if I see the dog out and I see the people out, and I say, you know, this is when I come. If the dog's out, you know, the, my directions from my bosses, do not deliver the mail. You do not go between the dog and the front of the house. It That's the dog's territory. Yeah. And you don't take their territory. You be safe. And uh, the customers has to understand that, too, because they need me to be safe. Yeah. And, you know, no one wants to have a, you know, a police come out and say, Hey, your dog bit the mailman. Have mail you known of some other uh, co-workers who has been bit? Absolutely, absolutely. Where was the procedure there? What happens? Um, well, first of all, they the people, um, after if they get bit, they don't get mail delivery. It, or the mail has to be put out on the street. You know, every situation is different. Now, they're trying to make the rules more organized, but every town does. Sometimes yeah. they do it a little bit differently. If you know the people... Usually you talk to the people If and they, they might get another chance and then it's you have to move the box out to the street oh, and okay. then the carrier wouldn't go in the yard. Now, if the dog comes out after you again, they don't wouldn't get mail. They'd have to be moved to a P.O. box and that's where they'd have to get their mail. And, you know, you'd have to be able to get around that house to deliver that block, you know. And But most carriers try very hard to get everybody their mail and, you know, work with the people. Yeah. Some people don't always want to work with us, but, uh, you know, I want to deliver the mail. And I want to, you know, just like anything else, you, those people you see 
I see them five times a, a week when I deliver their mail or, you know, when they're there or whatever. And, you know, when they know you, they kind of want to yeah. help. How the how your date looks like? So you get to the office at what time in your case and your schedule? 7.30. 7.30. And then you walk in there and it's already a bag or, or I mean, the your truck or your boxes sort or you used to, you used to go on? I have to put up my mail. Now, I got to tell you this. It's kind of changed a bunch. In in last year, we had a massive change at the post office where more of our mail came to us automated. Now, when I started 28 years ago, I would spend about half my day, four hours, three and a half hours in the office putting the mail in order. They would bring me a bunch of trays and the clerk. Well, that was automatic. Like a machine would sort. Yeah. For the, is that by zip code or how did? Yeah, by zip code. But they can sort it down to the proper order now. They can do that in the letter sizes and the flat sizes now. There's two different automated machines that can do this now. In the old days, we quit cased it all, and then now I go in there and I only spend about 50 minutes in the morning casing up the mail that didn't go through the automation, either the letter size or the flat size. Flat size is a magazine size mm -hmm. or, you know, the size of a like piece a of paper. Size, yeah, a legal yeah. size. There you go. And then putting my parcels in order. Um, so you I mean spend about, kind of by the blocks? Yeah. Kind of your route? <laughs> what I do is I put them on a, I get my, my mail in order, and then I take my trays that are already sorted for me. And then, you know, I put them on a tray and I put my parcels on there. Then when I get out to my truck, I put my parcels in order for my deliveries. Some carriers like to mark their packages. I just put them in order in the truck and take them that way. Um, and that works better for me. Some carriers don't like it that way. But I spend 50 minutes in the office, then I load up my truck, and the rest of my day is spent on the street taking my bundles, getting them in order, taking my packages, and then what we call is a parking loop. I drive to a place, I park it, and then I take my packages and my mail, and I walk up the street and back down the street, mm -hmm. and then I may take another loop do from there and go, go the other way. Do you go side to side, or do you go one sidewalk and then come down? I set uh, one sidewalk and come down. I set it up where it's called right-hand delivery. I carry my mail in my left hand, and have my bag onto my right side, and I can what we call finger the mail, yeah. and then I put it in the mailbox on my right side walking by. It's much oh, okay. safer. Some guys and gals and people set their mail routes up where they go. I call it left-hand delivery, and I just think you're reaching across your body and you're asking, asking for trouble. So I set up my route. I'm allowed to do that in and that's a right-hand delivery. Is that a technique that they yes, show you? Yes, guys? and everybody that I train in, I always tell them, in the future, you're going to see what it's like to do the other way, and you see the way that I do it and most other people do it. And if you get your own route, I recommend you doing this because it's going to be safer for you. You know, everything is about keeping your body balanced and your feet underneath you, and you have to go up some steps sometimes. And everything's easier if it's right-hand delivery in almost every situation. Um, it, I just find that uh, it is safer and more efficient and You know, it definitely works for and me. And then also you guys pick mail, correct? Oh, I pick up lot. mail out of boxes. And, Does people or, do that a lot? You know, it's a lot and a lot less. Um, oh, really? It, uh, the mail that I would pick up from a person's house or uh, apartment buildings that I go to is definitely decreased over the years. Um, What do you think? Is that technology? Absolutely. Email, texting? Or? It's email, it's texting. You know, I don't even think people call on the phone like they used to. I have a senior building that I go to. And 
up until about even two years ago, that's where I'd get the most mail other than a couple businesses every day. And for the last year, I kind of keep track in my head. It's one of those little things that a mailman does that five pieces of mail I might get sent out from there a day. Sometimes it's one. Mm -hmm. There's been a couple of times where it was nothing. And that really kind of, the first time there was nothing in the senior center box, I'm like, the world has finally changed. Um, They don't send out stuff like they used to. I mean, they used to send, you know, they were sending letters Letters. to their family and, you know, even paying bills. I I believe a lot of them are even paying bills online. Yeah. Um, Do you interact with the population that, in this case, seniors, the you might be the only social, absolutely social uh, absolutely. interactions that they had through the day. I, I will tell you a story about yeah. that. When I first started at my job, now we had a lady who was kind of homebound. Um, her daughters would check on her, but she was in a wheelchair. So every day, I'd always pop in the door, walk in, and say, "Hi, Mrs. Murphy, what's going on?" And you know, sometimes she'd have me grab something for her. She always had a wonderful story about. Um, did you hear lightning? You know, anytime there was lightning, she always tracked it because she'd always say the first lightning, six months later, there would be the first frost. And, and she'd have a calendar in front of her all the time, and she'd always say some different thing that would happen. And it was always kind of a joy to stop yeah, in and talk yeah, to her. And now cool. it was, yeah. you know, three to five minutes every day. I, I You know, we didn't over, yeah. you know, too long. But, yeah, in she uh, really enjoyed it. And there's other people through the days that you know that they want to at least say hi to you. Yeah. And you now they always want to ask me about my kid and see a picture of my mm-hmm. kid and make sure I'm doing good. You know? Um, yeah. A lot of them really like that. And uh, have you have encountered where you have to help somebody or, or call 911 since you're, I mean, you're everywhere in yeah. this case. And, and you kind of know who's. Who's at home through the? I, I do. I don't think that. I uh. Well, one time I did have to call. Uh, a kid got hit by a by a car a little bit. I called, but my my sub that fills in for me did find one of our customers in their business passed out on the ground, and he called nine one one, and we assume yeah. he saved that person's life. Um. So it certainly happens. Has it happened to me other than the the one time I called 911, but I think there was three people there at the same time all calling. So, um, yeah, I was in the middle of the street. Wow. The kid was okay, too. Yeah. Also, I want to touch base on something that you shared with me. This is a recent thing happened to you. Uh, you being a mailman walking a, a lot of miles, probably more than the average individual. Yes. Uh, and you had a... What do you call it? A heart attack? I had a heart attack on. Uh, and how old are you? You want to share that? I'm 47 years old. 47. Yep. And you've been walking, working in, as a mailman for all this year. Mm-hmm. And and you know what we hear on, on, always as a recommendations to be active. Yeah. How how that took you? Well, it definitely took me aback. Um, I. Uh, my little phone tracks what I walk on a day that I don't do the mail route. It says I do about three miles. Now, I never take it when I do my workouts, whatever. That's just normal. When I'm on my mail route, it says 11 miles a day. Do you're moving around. That I'm moving around. Now, I don't know if it's completely accurate. I, I don't know. But I know that I walk a lot, and, you know, and I always take a walk with my child and wife at night, you know. So I've always been 
uh, active. Um, I've never smoked. Um, I've, you know, I don't always eat the best. I admit that, but I still do eat fairly healthy, you know. So uh, when I did talk to the doctor about it and he went down the list, do you smoke? No. Have you ever smoked? No. And went down a bunch of other stuff. And then he said to me, well, it's happening to men younger. If it's in your family and it happened to your grandpa or your father in their 60s. How it, was that? How in was my that grandpa, in your family? It does happen in my family. Uh, my father died earlier uh, when he was younger of cancer. So he didn't have a chance to have a heart attack. But my grandpa did in his 60s. And it there Which, is a genetic is young, 60s. Uh, yeah, I think it was 65 wow. in that range. Still young. And, and for me, it's young, too. Uh, way too young. But that's how it worked. What was the symptoms? So if somebody's listening to this and, and you know how we men sometimes um, yeah. we try to. Nah, that's, mm. I'm not having that. It's well, something else. That is how the story was, went. When I, I laid down with my daughter and I had a, what I felt was some heartburn and some wrist pain. And it was uncomfortable, but I just assumed that uh, something I ate didn't agree with me. I don't know about the wrists. I thought that maybe I was because uh, of the extra mail I was carrying that day or whatever. But uh, just went about the and business. The, those two symptoms came out kind of about the same? They Late came at, at the same time when I laid down with my daughter at about nine o'clock or eight forty or something like that. And then I just didn't feel good the rest of the night. Now I thought it was I had a bad piece of pizza. I picked up a piece of pizza and I left it in my truck for a little bit and mm -hmm. then I ate it later in the day. And I woke up in the middle of the so night. So you thought you were kinda of like food poisoning. I thought it was food poisoning. I woke up in the middle of the night and I was sweating profusely. And my wife was all worried and said, Should you go to the doctor? And she goes, What'd you eat? And then we talked about the pizza. And then I said I'm fine. It'll be better in the morning. If I don't feel better, and this is like you're saying, I'll go to the doctor. So I did not feel better, but my wife and daughter had got up and done their stuff. So I decided I better keep my word to my wife. Uh, I went into Olmstead Medical Group. First thing in the morning? Uh, it was about 11. <laughs> I, you know, I tried to fight it as long and as I can. you were feeling sick? Like I didn't. Well, I, I didn't feel that bad, but it was definitely still there. Uncomfortable. And yeah. I, I couldn't get rid of the heartburn, so I went in there, and uh, I talked to the the nurse, and they brought me back, and they, they put the monitor on me. And the one lady was talking. I said, we're just going to check this, this is out. through the through the... ER, I mean, the, yes, um, I went into the care? ER. Yeah. Yep, I went into urgent care, and you know, I just thought they would say that it's acid reflux or whatever. The lady took the little piece of paper and turned and went out of the room really fast. And I'm like, that seemed odd. And then when about, she wrote the numbers from there, yeah, she just tore off the sheet and she went out. And the next thing I saw was about 20 people flood into that room and they went to work and they were all serious. But in the middle of it, all of a sudden, it just opened up, and there was maybe a 50-year-old man, um, very calm, very serious, but he made you feel relaxed while everybody else was flying around. He just walked up to me and said, Mr. Hoff, you're having a heart attack. We are going to put you in an ambulance, and we're going to send you to St. Mary's immediately, and they will take care of this problem for you today. Um, right now, don't worry. Um, we know what we're doing. And so they put on all these uh, stickers and monitors mm -hmm. and gave me medicine. And Did that raise your... 
Well, no, more of all, I was like, I must call my wife and tell her I was wrong. I'm having a heart attack. And, you know, that was by far the hardest thing. So and I called my wife and I told her and they're running around. And I said, I'm having an incident at the hospital. And the one nurse was standing. You're having a heart attack. <laughs> yes, I'm having a heart attack. Please get in here. So uh, meet me at St. Mary's because they'll be taking me by ambulance. Then the ambulance people showed up and they said, we can't use this stuff. So we have to take off all these stickers that are on you. And so they tore all that off and put theirs on, put me in the ambulance and then brought me to Mayo Clinic and started the same procedure over there. And they said, we're going to bring you uh, upstairs and check everything out and make sure if there's a problem, we're going to fix it. Uh, There had to be 40 people in the room. I mean, they were so many people around and my wife was there and uh, everything you know, I felt comfortable because I knew I was in the best place in the world yeah. for this. And the doctor said, you are having a heart attack in the best place on your heart to have it. Uh, and you're in the best place to get it fixed. And they sent me upstairs. Uh, the head of the department was a person who was in charge and did the stuff. And they brought me into the room and they asked me if I had anything to eat today. And of course I had. And they said, you have to be awake. And I said, I'm very happy about that. I want to be awake. And they went in through my wrist. They went up and they said, we have 100% blockage and we're going to fix it. All this, just like that. Just like that. And then they said, we're going to put in a stint. I believe that was two stints. And they said, all the rest of them look fine, but there was 100% blockage on so the one artery. So they put that liquid where they can see the um, blockage? I See, they blocked me from being able to see while they could see. Okay. All I could do was hear, and I wasn't, you know, I had an itch, and I had to ask them to scratch it for me, and they were so on. But I, in my mind, it took longer to ride in the ambulance than it did for them to fix me. It was amazing. I, I cannot tell you, I don't want anybody else to have this, but... You were fortunate. I was extremely fortunate and impressed. So, and they... They fixed me. They sent me to recovery, and they, I went into my room. And two hours later, they let me get up and walk and go to the bathroom. So they did the stint that fast. They did the stint that fast. I'm not kidding. It felt like the procedure took less time than and the ambulance felt, ride. You felt the, yes. the symptoms going away. Yes. Yes. Oh, all I wanted to do was get up and walk. I just wanted to walk. And you know what? When I look back, I noticed that for a couple weeks before. Maybe my brain wasn't quite as focused. I always like to come up for stuff for me and my daughter to do at night and different things. And it wasn't really f- it happening was to me. Sluggage it was later. sluggage and whatever. And afterwards, it felt like a light came on in my brain. And it felt like I was being able to focus again. Um, and the next morning, they allowed me to get up and walk the hallways. And the doctor came in and said, you know, they asked me questions about my health past, or my history. And they said, you can go home. Uh, we will, we're going to give you some things like go to cardiac rehab, which is a fantastic thing. What do they do there? Well, you go there and first they test you to see how your health is and where you're at. Uh, we'll put a mask on you and have you walk on a treadmill. And then they teach you how to use the treadmill and how to use weights and how to make yourself stronger and stronger um, you know, and make sure that you do your work and how to do this when you are not in the program anymore. They want to teach you how to do it at home now. To make a lifestyle to change. To make it a lifestyle change. And, okay. and uh, you know, 
So I went for a few weeks, and then I asked, uh, you know, because I had to talk to somebody about when I could go back to work. And they came in, and they actually saw me in cardio rehab, and they talked to me, um, cardiac rehab. They they talked to the the nurses and the people the who worked there, the team there, and they allowed me to go back to work for half a day and walk and carry the mail and do my stuff. And, and ne- what what did they recommend for uh, diet? Uh, changes or well, how's, uh, within those first days and then uh, the rest after that. Right. I, I did see a dietitian, and uh, one of the things that they discovered is the type 2 diabetes. I had that 10 years ago and I was on medicine for a while and I lost, I lost about 50 pounds back then and I got off all my medicine and my numbers have been good for for years and years. and So you, both, were that, you were diagnosed in the past and then you yep. lose weight? And, and I lost weight and I did all the stuff that I had to do and uh, my numbers have been really good for a while. And apparently the type 2 diabetes came back at the same time that the heart attack did or previously or whatever. So now I'm on medicine for that again and uh, hopefully I will lose more weight and maybe I'll get off the medicine again. I don't mm-hmm. know. But I will take the medicine that the doctor tells me to take and I so, will do what I'm supposed to okay. do. But I did see it. Um, a dietitian, and you know, the what it really came down to saying is, is, you can eat anything you want, but you can't eat all that you want. You have to eat maybe a third. You know, things like salad and onions and you know peppers, green. I love all that stuff, but it's the carbs I have to cut down. And I've decided I'm not going to have red meat for a little while. They didn't tell me not to do that. I just okay. I'm just going to have chicken and shrimp and, you know, and eggs. And that's going to be my protein source because I've decided I'm going to lose 35 pounds. And the doctors are thrilled with that idea. And so I've lost 15 so far. Since the episode. Since the episode. How, how long has it been from on, up to today? Uh, so we're at five weeks. They wow. let me go back. and really recent. The, when I had the heart attack, they told me you wouldn't go back to work for six weeks. But I did my stuff. Actually, the doctor said, wow, you're one of the first people that I've ever seen go to every one of the appointments they've told you to go to, which, first of all, surprised me a lot. Why would you not go? I mean, these doctors want you to be healthy to keep coming back or to be healthy. That's mm-hmm. how they, you know, that's how it works for them. So, um, but I went to all my appointments and uh, did what I could and they allowed me to go back to work. And I will say the first couple of days was a little bit stressful carrying the bag. But right now, I go to work, I do my stuff, and I come home, and I immediately do more of a workout. Because I'm going to have to be walking a lot more yeah. if they allow me to go back next week, which I assume they will. How do you deal with uh, mental health after going through this episode? You know what? They- to be totally honest with you, it's been a lot harder on my mother and my wife. I'm kind of the person that... Uh, you feel good. I feel good, and I, like I said, I wasn't put out during the surgery. I was awake for the whole time. Uh, I was immediately got back to my room, and I'm like, let me out of here. Okay, if I'm fixed, I'll make some adjustments and go. And maybe I'm just not bright enough, but I'm, I'm told what to do and something like that. I'm going to make the adjustments, and I'm going to plow forward straight ahead. Uh, my, my mother and my wife, it's kind of caught them a little bit harder and they're more worried, but, you know, they feel better because they see that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, you know. And the the thing is, I have a seven-year-old child, and 
you know, that's as important to me as anything, and I want to be around for her. So I'll make those changes, you know. Once I'm told what I have to do, you know, I'll do it. I'm going to ask you, um, I'm going to throw this out for you. Uh, I've been involved in some stuff on on men's health, and uh, I found out about this men's health caucus, and there is uh, all over the nation, and people open chapters, and it's, I met some people in Denver uh, last year, and they were gathering there, and I would like to see if we can start something in Rochester, and it's just, uh, all they do is just share, like you just share with us and our public or audience. Uh, we're not giving a recommendation, just to remind everybody. We're just sharing a story here, Shane's story. Uh, if you feel uh, no good, it's good to go and get checked up. Don't Absolutely. take recommendation from me or Shane. No. Everybody's different. But uh, but when men's health get together, we don't we don't really talk about health issues. And, and, you know, having these um, kind of conversations can save lives. And, and I want to thank you for sharing with, you, with us. Uh, this is, is a personal, personal issue. And, uh, and, I mean, you were doing everything. Probably, like you said, in the past you lost weight. You got on track with your diabetes. Yep. How many years was that? Oh, that was like 13 years ago. Um, and what was the changes that you did back then? Well, what were you doing different? I, I actually, once I found out I had it, that's when I had moved into the management job in the post office. Oh, so and you, I decided, you became subtle. Oh, yeah. I was drinking on? like Mountain Dew every day and, uh, you know, living off fast food and sitting in the office and working on a computer. And like, okay, I need a lifestyle change. I need to get myself healthy. I need to be outside and walking. And there was an, and it just, there was an opening at my job, and I was just told my boss, I said, I'm calling HR because one of my coworkers actually got sick and decided to retire early because um, he wouldn't be able to come back and do the route the same way, and he was retirement age. And I just called my boss and said, that'll be my job. Just understand, don't worry about hiring it. I'm going to take that. I need to get healthy. And uh, that was fine with him. You know, people want healthy workers, and uh, um and I went and did that, and I think I lost 65 pounds, and I never put it back on. Just I, you know, to going back into your route. Yes, and, but and I, I changed the way I ate. Um, you know, I limited the, the fast food, you know, and then I, you know, I ate healthier. But then I also got a, a, a home gym, and I used it as, you know, five times a week. You know, when I have to do something, I'm pretty good at doing stuff. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm either going to do it. Or yeah. I forgot it, and now and I did it. Um, and then when I moved down here and got married to my wife, we had to get rid of it. And then I've noticed now that I'm back doing uh, working out in the gym and doing that stuff that I definitely let my upper body work go. I mean, I can walk all day, but that's different than you know trying to pump some iron and lift some weights. Uh, I've noticed in the last uh, you know weeks that I've been back in the gym trying to do stuff. First of all, at this point now, I'm feeling really good doing it. But when I first started, oh, my goodness, it was embarrassing. I'm like, how did I let myself go on that? You know, you kind of think that you're out doing this stuff every day, uh, that you should be healthy enough that you'd keep going. So let's say now with the you doing half days, when you check your phone, how many steps you have or how many? Um, For example, I, today I, you I, went and worked. I turned it off. Um, okay, okay. But I think... 
Uh, yeah, I haven't checked it since then, but I know that it was, when I was doing the normals, it was a little over 11 miles. Um, I'll look it up here later, but yeah, the phone's off. I didn't want yeah. it to ring. Yeah. Um, but once I'm done with work, I immediately go home and I do almost two miles on the treadmill and I do my workout. Uh, and I try to do that. What they taught me at cardiac rehab is to do where you would walk for three minutes at a, a level level, and then you would move it up to like eight degrees incline. And then you do that for you know a minute, and then do four minutes again. So To bring the heart rate. Yeah, to bring the heart rate up. But now that I'm working out on my own today, I did it backwards. I did the incline for four minutes and the flat for one minute because I got to make sure that I can be able to carry the mail route. So... And to be honest, it made doing the workout a little more fun because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm challenged. And that's kind of what you got to do. Question, why is it so hard to get into the mailman uh, jobs? Well, early on, it's uh, not always pleasant. You have to work some bad hours and you always have to carry the toughest routes um, early on. And, you you know, a lot of times it's you have to just put up with some stuff that's not – so pleasant and once people are in the job and they have their own route i find that people who work at the post office like the structure that it gives them they complete a job every day like me i have my route and i have my pile of mail when i come in in the morning and i got to take that pile figure out how to get it in order and get it out to the street and get it to all my customers and finish the day and every day I feel good about that. Yeah, and I, and that's kind of what the other people do. It's hard to see people retire from the post office because once they're done, they don't have that routine. I, I have a co-worker who retired 10 years ago. He still finds me a couple times a month and wants to know what's going on, and he just kind of craves that structure yeah. that he doesn't quite get, you know? Yeah, well, thank you for sharing. But I was for, let's say, because you see those ads in the paper and – Mm-hmm. They're so competitive to people to get the jobs. Yes. Why? It's just that demand or, well, or the people stay there for too long. I mean, people stay because they're, like you said, they like the, the work. Well, there's a few things you have to have to pass. You have to have a good, clean driving record. Not everybody has that. Yeah. You have to pass a drug test. And be honest, that's kind of been yeah. a problem. And the other thing is, is you don't get time off and you're supposed to work weekends. Oh, and Not just holidays. Saturdays anymore. Sundays, too. We're delivering packages on Sundays, and a lot of people will immediately say, I'm not doing that. Um, and they put the ads in all the time, and, you know, I don't. Yeah. Now, in the new contract that came out, the people that are brand new are actually getting a raise, and that should help them out. And all that, um, that helps being paid more, that you'll put up with more for that, and I think that'll help. But a lot of it has to do with the weird hours you're expected to work when you first start. Okay. Now, they don't come in and work the same hours that I do when I, I have my own route. Uh, and I've been around long enough, I actually have weekends off. And how long does the hours stand during the holidays? To oh, you guys? those days can be 10-hour days or more. The way that the packages are now, and the post office has changed so much now that it's more packages than it is letter mail by by a lot so in at christmas time a lot of carriers will come in they will take all their packages and go deliver them first and then come back and then do their route and take their route out so in well i mean if you think about it those uh standard size boxes that's a really good deal 
Yeah, no, it, I mean, it's a good deal. And but if you compare that to the size of a letter that's forty nine cents, and you have a tray, two feet of those, you know, that's a lot of money in that little tray. When you take a standard box and compare that to, you know, seven fifty, you know, mm-hmm. so. You know, it's you filling up those trucks with all those packages is when in the old days we'd be filling them up with letters. So it's it's a different job. And, you know, wow. So, yeah. But Amazon and Target and all the other companies uh, bring us plenty of mail, plenty of packages every day. And pretty much every truck is completely full with packages when the people leave. That's every day. Plus every day. And then they do Sunday deliveries, too. And then holidays. is And the holidays. And, well, now Christmas is, of course, just totally crazy. But two weeks ago, when I was actually off, the week I was actually off before I came back, Amazon had their Prime Day, and uh, that was like Christmas for two days. The mail just, the packages just swelled in. and uh, It It does like a special sale? Yep, they had a special sale. And then it just was chaos for for a few days just to catch up with all the parcels because you know in the winter they'll bring in the people who don't have routes they're called subs and they'll deliver packages for some of the routes even though the routes may go out early and deliver their packages and come back and get their mail because they can't get it all in their trucks Um, but they didn't do that during the time for this so people had to take all their own packages and those days got long and then where about all the returns from Amazon? You take those too? We take those too. Absolutely. And do they have to be nice and tight well, or people just put the boxes? I find that the people actually do a pretty good job wrapping them up and sending them out. Um, you know, the, the return stickers, you know, these companies, they want to get that back and they want to turn it around and make money out of it. So they try to make it easy too. Um, I have, I don't have so much on my do route. Do you d- deliver foods? Absolutely. Too? You know what? I have some customers who get dog food, boxes full of dog food, and all those people live upstairs. And you got to carry uh, a, I don't know, 50-pound bag of dog food up some stairs, and then I got to bring their mail up. But that's part of the job. And, yeah, definitely some people get, I think it's called Amazon Pantry, and you know you're bringing up cans of stuff. And so, But that's the job. It's part of it. Yeah. Shane, thank you so much for sharing, and uh, I'll keep you posted with the, see if you want to be part of the men's help. Thank you. And because uh, I think the more that we, the more that we bring the conversation, is better for everybody. Absolutely. And like you said, sometimes it's not necessary yourself because they've been take, we've been taking care, mm-hmm. but it's the people around us who sometimes uh, take a toll on their health too. Oh, I have to thank my wife. I did it because I promised her I would. All right. Yeah. Well, well, I invite everybody to please follow us on Twitter, on their community board, on Facebook. Go find us on community board and um, iTunes on their community board podcast. And stay tuned. Any information that you want to share, please contact us, and we'll make sure that we share the information with the rest. And uh, Shane, Where's the forecast for today? Do you check the forecast every morning? I check the you? forecast multiple <laughs> times a day, and it's going to be raining. Do you guys have you have your gear there, or you bring your gear from home uh, for rain or I snow? I have my gear at work and uh, in my locker, and I'm ready for 90-degree days. How many pairs of shoes do you go through the year? Um, I can go through a pair of shoes a month. Wow. Yes. Do they provide it? Do you? Nope. How, you just. I have an allowance of clothes that I can get, and... Uh, 
I've got so for many uniforms for or? uniforms, but now I'm losing weight, so I have to buy all new uniforms probably. But over the years, what about jackets and all that yep, in the winter? All that, yeah. I have a parka, a postal parka that I had to buy, um, but it works fantastic. Um, I know other people like to have their own stuff. They don't like to wear the postal jackets because they think they're too heavy, and they have their own little system. But usually has to have a postal eagle. Are you allowed to bring your own jacket or no? Well, they kind of frown on that. They want you to have the postal eagle on stuff, so okay. people will sew it on to okay. to have their special jackets. But I just get the ones from the post office, and they work fine. Hey, who builds those little postcard cards? What's that? The postcard. Uh, delivery trucks are those who made who made those because um, they used to be jeeps right they used to be jeeps and then there was a company called grumman which is i think a subsidiary of gmc gm mm-hmm. uh, and now there's a bid out trying to get a uh, all new trucks because our trucks are 30 years old that model that yeah. model and they are too small for the parcels and uh they, they we need a upgrade So I don't know who's going to get the bid, but these ones were made by a company called Grumman. Okay. And they're 27 to 30 years old. And so. it's just one direct reverse, that's it? Uh, no, they have the regular, <laughs> but they, the tires don't line up. So when you're going through snow, it's kind of hard. And uh, Do yeah. they shake when you go oh, on the highway? Yeah. I, I like to tell people that they're as hot as you can want in the summer and colder than you can believe in the winter because you can see through the little holes in them. I mean, it's just sheet metal. And, uh, you know, it's... You don't have a passenger seat, right? That's no, where you put your no, bins? No, that's or? where we put the bins or... We, we call it a tray, and that's where I put my trays of mail in there. And then the parcels usually go back. Um, and some take it out on the rural routes. They take it out, and they just put stuff in tubs and do stuff. But, uh, yeah, they can put in one. Let's say a supervisor has a go with you once a year to do the route to what they call a a review of the route and they spend the day with you. So they'll sit in the vehicle and it is not pleasant to sit in the vehicle in the back part there. It's so hot that it's unbelievable. Is there is a mailman day? A mailman day? Yeah, there is. I think it's I think it's in April, but I, I'm not exactly sure. But yeah, there is a mailman day of the uh, National Mailman Day. Oh, cool. <laughs> Letter carrier day, I believe they call it. All right. Yeah. All right, well, thank you again and uh, Stay tuned for more episodes here of the Community World Podcast and uh, make sure to contact us if you want to share something. And Shane, again, thank you so much and uh, have a great day. Bye-bye. First of all, for the people who contact us on Twitter. About a certain research, can you tell me more? Well, depends who you talk, if you talk to the people from the board. Why did the yogurt go to the art museum? Did you see in the news? To get more culture.